Welcome to God's Toolbox, the Bible. Here we connect the dots between God's Word and your real life experiences, challenges, and successes. Join us as we all get closer to living out God's purposes and His abundant life designed just for us. God bless you. to our noonday service. I've been touched, totally changed, free from sin. Isn't that our testimony today? Let us begin in prayer. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to come once again in your presence, Lord, to serve you, to worship you, to fellowship with our brothers and sisters. Lord, we love you and we thank you. We pray today for the sick that are among us. We call the name of Brother Reuben Small, Lord, Sister Melissa Chance, Sister Lucy Robinson, Brother Charlie Frazier McDonald, and Sister Ella McDonald, uh, Sister Mildred Purnell, and Reverend C.W. Purnell, we call the names of those, Lord, that are sick, and we ask for your healing power to cover them, to restore them back to health, if it be your will. And Lord, we ask for you to be with so many others with issues and challenges that they face on today. I want to call the name of Stephen and Francesca Casey as they prepare to close on a home today, Lord, be with them. Touch them, Lord, and be with so many others on their journeys through life. We thank you. We praise you. And we ask right now for your Holy Spirit to come into this place, to speak through me. Use me as your instrument, Lord. Speak through me that your people may hear from you and be blessed. These things we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen on today. I want to say that this is Ash Wednesday, the beginning of the Lenten season, 40 days before the resurrection Sunday of Jesus Christ. And I just want to say that I hope that during this time, that unlike the 40 years that the Israelites wandered in the wilderness, that you will not wander through this life, but you will use the 40 days more like the 40 days that Jesus spent in the wilderness fasting and praying, and that you will grow closer to the Lord. Let's turn now, if you will, or get your devices and go to Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 9. And I'm going to be reading today from the New King James Version, verses 10 through 18. Acts chapter 9, verses 10 through 18. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. I'd like to use for subject this afternoon for this noonday service, Lord, anywhere but there. Lord, anywhere but there. You may not know it, but for my husband and I, this is the last noonday service before uh, our annual conference that takes place next week where pastor's appointments are made. And so let me take this opportunity to say that next Wednesday we will not have our noonday service. In fact, we are postponing all noonday services during the month of March. We will restart again the first Wednesday of, of April, which will be during Holy Week, if the Lord says the same. So this 
noonday service is actually special to me because this is the last one before our annual conference. And you know, at the annual conference, that's where pastor's appointments are made. And I know from past years, from personal experience and from being around other ministers, pastors of the gospel, many people have this prayer. Lord, anywhere but there. For whatever reason, we often find ourselves trying to bargain with God, saying to him, Lord, I'll work with anybody but her. I'll work with anybody but him. I'll take any job. I'll do any job but that one. I'll go any place but that place. That's where Ananias was in this passage. That's where Jonah was when God told him to go to Nineveh. But not only did did Jonah say that he wasn't going to go or... uh, In his heart, he purposed that he wasn't going to go, but he was so adamant that he set out in the opposite direction. But as you know, he and God worked that thing out. So what's the best way to reconcile that tension where we might feel, Lord, I don't want this assignment. I'll do anything but this. Don't ask me to do this thing. No one wants to be thrown overboard like Jonah was into the sea and swallowed up by a huge sea creature. He spent three days in the, in the belly of that whale or whatever kind of sea creature it was. And then it was, then that thing vomited him up on the beach. And that's when Jonah decided that he'd better go to Nineveh. So none of us want to have to go through anything like that, any kind of trauma, in order to say yes to God. And on the part of Jonah, even after he did what God told him to do, he spent his days depressed and pouting. He couldn't even be happy that he had completed his assignment. We don't want to be like that. But in contrast to Jonah, we see Ananias in this text. God told him to go see Saul. And he said he had that no anybody but him, Lord. He's a persecutor of all that call on your name. He has killed people. Why would I want to go to him? But God spoke to Ananias about using Saul as his chosen vessel to witness to the Gentiles. And that was enough for Ananias. But the truth is that sometimes God doesn't even give us that much information. He just tells us to do something, to go to speak to that person, to do this or that. And we don't know why. We don't know even how it's going to come about exactly. But we need to do what God says. So when God gives us an assignment, an assignment that we may not even want, 
what do we do? And so I want to give you some steps to take today as well as I'm preaching to myself because we don't know what's going to happen next week. I don't know. I may get an assignment that I really don't want. But I want to do God's will. And so here are three things we need to remember. Is that first we must be obedient to God. Be obedient. Ananias was obedient. Fearful maybe, but still obedient. Do what God says. The word doesn't say, it doesn't say not we talk or listen or hear by faith. No, it says, but we walk by faith. That means we act on it. We do it. We are obedient to it. The second thing is that we need to have compassion and understanding of those around us. We carry the light. The light of Jesus Christ. And so those people that you don't want to go to, maybe that you don't want to witness to or that you don't want to work with because they have a, a, a bad attitude or they're not not of the faith. And, and you they're maybe, you know, they're not they don't have the same political persuasion that you have. You don't want to deal with them. Don't. Let that stop you. Do it with a good attitude. Go with a good attitude. Just like Ananias had. As if you're doing it unto God himself. And how do we know that Ananias decided to show Saul some love and compassion? Well, Look at how he addresses him in verse 17. It says, And Ananias went his way and entered the house. And laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, Brother Saul, Brother Saul, to this man that he knew had been his enemy. Brother, a term of endearment and acceptance. But that was credited to Ananias. And we should be compassionate to those among us that we know are weak and that don't have the same faith that we have, that we need to show them some love, the love of Jesus Christ. The verse says that 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 for if they're hungry, feed them. You know, do good to those who mistreat you. And when you do that, you heap hot coals on them. You stand to change them over, to win them. And then the third thing is we must be a team player. A team player. No hot dogging as it used to be called. Or as Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis, I'm dating myself now, as they say, you don't have to be a star, baby, to be in my show. That's what God says to us. 
We don't have to be a star. No. We are all working together on God's team. Maybe you're working with someone on your job or in your organization or representing your group or another place. However, the the cookie crumbles. Be a team player. If you're out to do good, don't aim to be a superstar. Despite what it looks like, all superstars have people on a team working for them or working with them. Even Jesus had 12. So once again, I want to remind you that you need to be obedient. You need to show compassion. You need to be a team player in order to get that assignment done that you may not want to do. So when you find yourself in a tizzy, as you often will, and you find yourself praying, remember this Lenten season. Remember Ananias and his attitude. I hope you will be studying God's word, maybe even fasting at some point, but certainly praying. And if you find yourself saying, Lord, anywhere but there, think about Ananias in Acts chapter 9. And remember, he was successful. And because of what he did, he blessed the body of Christ. So many people were blessed by Paul and we are still blessed by Paul. Because Ananias went to him when he was Saul and prayed for him, loved on him. No doubt he spent time with him because it says later on in the verse, it says that that Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus fellowshipping with them, and no doubt Ananias was among them. Good can come of an assignment that we don't want, something we don't want to do. But if we do it in the name of the Lord, God will bless it. God bless you on today. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this word, for this reminder that sometimes we can't see the big picture. We don't know the whole story. And based on what we do know, Lord, we just don't want to do what you're asking us to do. But help us to be strong and to get past that. And to say, as Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, Lord, not my will, 
but your will be done. We thank you. We praise you. We honor you today, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank, thank you all today for joining us. I know that the word was short today. It may have not hit you the way it hit me, but keep living because so often we find ourselves against a, our backs against a wall and we have to do things we don't want to do. So perhaps this word will be an inspiration to you in the days ahead. Thank you again, and I just want to remind you, I will send out some reminders that this will be our last noonday service until the week of April, the first week of April, which is going to be I believe it's April 5th that will be the first week of April. It's during Holy Week. And so until then, I hope you will enjoy your Lenten season, praying, fasting, studying God's word, getting closer to him. And we will meet together again if the Lord says the same at 12 o'clock on the first Wednesday of April. God bless you. Let us repeat our benediction from Philippians 3 and 14, or 3 and 10, excuse me, to know him and the power of his resurrection, to share in his sufferings and to be like him in death. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day.